Welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everybody except Hiroki Goto. Fuck Goto! Fuck my Goto. name is Luke, and with me, as always, is my co-host and producer extraordinaire. Say hello, Mr. Andy. That's right, it's me. It's Mr. Guy, Mr. Andy, whatever you want to call me. And that's also the Never Open Podcast 1027 on your FM dial. Let's go to traffic and we get weather traffic right now. It looks like the 105 is all backed up, as it always is, folks. And it uh, looks like it's sunny and nice outlook. I don't know, man. What you got going on over there, Lou? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That was no planning. We just did that for a few seconds before we started recording. I was like, that's a great idea. But uh, just so everyone's aware, we do swear. I forgot to even say that last episode. And maybe that's know. people's first episode and they're listening with their kids. and like, Danny, what are these weird to me? I don't know. But we swear a lot. So be aware of that. And we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. We will cover uh, the next two nights of the G1. You'll tell me specifically what nights they are. But for me, they're A Block, Night 5, and B Block, Night 5. <laughs> um yes it's night nine night ten uh so we're we're halfway through uh the g1 living on and, a prayer you know that too um we're halfway like, there halfway there as yeah. you said. yes i love bon jovi uh and and you know i just want to make sure that we stay on topic i know last time we promised to not wander <laughs> and talk about other things but the g1 then we did and, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just want to talk about Highlander. So let's get some G1 talk in. What do you think? Exactly. We got our Highlander preamble done before we started recording. <laughs> so uh, that's a good thing because I've been watching a lot of that. But, yes, uh, there are ways people can contact us if they wish to. They can do it uh, over the Tweety. So I am on the Tweety at Grumpy. You can't do it on Facebook today, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I'm on the Tweety at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. And collectively, we are at Never Open Pod. And if and if people want to contact us <laughs> over uh, email with uh, with uh, you know just a normal email or a voice email, they can do that. Neveropenpod at gmail.com. And because I never pimp it, and we should probably pimp it, um, 
I don't know the website, so you can pimp that website, but we sell, like, merch, like, t-shirts or oh, yeah. a hoodie and, and stickers and shit. Like, they're great. Uh, get it, get some, uh, and all that stuff, because uh, they're awesome. Yeah, I've got a hoodie and a t-shirt. My wife has the same. I was going to say I'm wearing a hoodie now, but it's a different hoodie I'm wearing, sorry. Uh, that's, do you call them hoodies over there, like? Yeah, man. Because you yeah. don't call sweaters jumpers. I remember saying jumper once, and you just, it was just like blank space as you was like, what the fuck is a jumper? But you're, but you're talking about kangaroos. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, do, you, do you remember the, what? It's a Teespring, everyone. Just like, yeah. Uh, never open never or something? Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, you know, um, link to our, our merchandise is in the show notes of every episode. It's in there. You can click right on it from there. Yes. Um, or you can just ask us or, you know, or just look at our Twitter. I think it's on there. So we do. Twi- yeah. What's Twitter? You mean the, the, the Tweety? Is that, is that what you mean? Yes. Uh, you know, dollary dues. Yes. Dollary dues. That's right. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. I know we're, we're going to keep this as a pure distilled, nothing for G1 <laughs> uh, kind of episode, but we do yeah. have some voice emails. Uh, do you want to hit one now and do one in between the two shows? Do you want to do them both yes. now? Like- yeah, let's do it that way. Um, I think we should uh, not bury the lead here. We should get to Jay's voice email here right off the bat. She had the opportunity to go to a wrestling show at PWX which is in uh, the Carolinas out there. Um, and uh, I know several people that have come out of there, and she got to see a few of the folks that I think are just fantastic wrestlers that have come out of there. So she had a great experience, and she wanted to share that with all of us, which we very much appreciate. So uh, here is Jay's voicey email about her adventures at PWX. Hey, guys, it's Jay. Just wanted to give you a quick update on how my very first show was. Um, It was awesome. There were a lot of young talent and local talent that were pretty kick-ass. I got to see Minoru Suzuki up close, got to meet him. He liked my Tekker shirt, which was cool. Um, Got to see Lance Archer, who was massive. Um, Robbie Eagles was the coolest guy I've probably ever met. Um, He remembered Grumpy, which was really neat. Um, And I got to meet J.D. Drake, who was really kind and really funny. He got the biggest pop of the night besides for Suzuki um, whenever he fought against Lance Archer. So where I went to was this um, place called PWX, uh, Premier Wrestling Extreme, and the card I went to was called All Hail the King. So the headliner was Suzuki versus Anthony Henry, who used to be known as Asher Hale for WWE. Um, It was an excellent match. Uh, Suzuki got all his great things in and he was like smiling his little murder grandpa smile the whole time and he just really took in like all the cheers and stuff. The crowd was really really hot and was popping their tits off like the entire night. Um, All in all it was super fun. Um, I had a great time. I have an 8x10 of Robbie Eagles and one of Minoru Suzuki. So I will be framing those and putting them in my office at work. So anyway, I cannot wait to go to another show. And I know this isn't as great as Ian's reviews, but that's all you're going to get because I'm at lunch right now. Um, so anyway, have a great day and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. I did a quick, 
uh, Googles of J.D. Drake, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen him in AEW. J.D. Drake right. looks more like Arn Anderson's son than Arn Anderson's son. That's true. That's true, yeah. Yeah. She got like to see it. some cool some cool people. I, I pulled up the card here of this PWX show. Thank you so much, Jay. That was awesome. So glad that you enjoyed oh, yeah. it. That was her first live experience, and I think that, you know, like, if you go to a show like this and, you know, it's such a, a cool kind of experience, that gets you kind of hooked. And there's there's nothing quite like it. So I'm, I'm happy when people experience that. But she got to see um, Wheeler Yuta was on the show. Oh, nice. Um, a really great, like, kind of like uh, veteran dude from uh, down there called Chip Day was on the show. Sugar Dunkerton who is also known as Pineapple, Pineapple Pete, Pete. On yeah. show, and that dude is fucking awesome. So, uh, and then, you know, Robbie Eagles, obviously, and, you know, J.D. Drake faced Lance Archer, and then this dude, uh, Anthony Henry, faced Minoru Suzuki, and Anthony Henry was the guy that not that long ago I was talking about feeling sorry for him because he had just moved to Florida, and then he got shit-canned oh, by the right. WWE after just, like, being down there for six months. That dude has one of the best shoot styles I've ever seen. And I, I know no one's going to do this, whatever, but, I mean, if you guys have IWTV, um, don't, don't, don't buy that. But, uh, you know, if you have it already, go to uh, IWA Mid-South. There is a Ted Petty Invitational 2018. I believe it's, uh, it's all one night, so it's just the one thing. And it's Anthony Henry – uh, versus Eddie Kingston. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen live. And so I'm so happy that oh, you got yeah, to see yeah. that because Anthony Henry would bring it to Suzuki. Like he has a shoot style. So that would have been a tremendous match. Uh, she also got to see, uh, the Heat Seekers, which is another like kind of like really good tag team from the, uh, you know, from the Indies that's been around a while. And the besties in the world were supposed to be on this, but I don't see them on the card. So it must have been. Card subject to change or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. That makes me very happy to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen on the Tweety that she's only been like a wrestling fan for like a, a year or two. So, yeah. yeah oh, pretty, and uh, pretty cool. the other thing, I'm sorry, I, meant, I forgot to mention, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, they were uh, uh, basically a tag team on the Indies, and they were tremendous as a tag team. Because, like, J.D. Drake doesn't do it on AEW, I don't think, but he can do all the high-flying moves, and he doesn't do them all the time, but he'll just, like, I saw him do a running shooting star press once. Like, just, that's, he just oh, did yeah. it. And we're like, okay, so he can do all that shit, so him and Anthony Henry, they'd kind of fake you out, because he would do, like, the high-flying fast-speed stuff, and Anthony Henry would be more of the bruiser sometimes. It was really cool kind of tag team. They were great. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I need to Indie apologize. Indie wrestling. <laughs> I like it, you know, so. Oh, that was really cool. Do you want to, uh, so are we going to, you want to do night nine slash five? <laughs> or do you want to yes. do the strong? Yeah, we'll do that. Then we'll get on to strong because, yeah, uh, yeah here we are. We're in IG, IG, whatever, of the G131. This is A block. Uh, I, I thought it was weird, but I saw a couple other people tweety about it, so I thought, oh, maybe this is legit. But there were crowd shots during the Max the Max thing. And it made, made me, or at least me and some other people, think, like, are they crowd shots from the actual crowd, like, tonight? Because if so, that's pretty cool. But I didn't I, I didn't notice if they did it on B-Block because uh, 
I was making something to eat, and I had uh, New Japan going on my phone at the time, so I, I, I didn't catch the start of the theme. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so there is that. Uh, we are in Aichi. We just have uh, Mr. Kevin Kelly on the commentaries. I don't understand why uh, fucking Chris Charlton will say something like, I'm looking after the home base. I'm like, do you mean your own home? I mean, well, okay, that's that's nice of you. That's good. But, you know, Kevin Kelly's come all the way from America to the commentary like, Get your ass to H.E., motherfucker. Like, I don't know, man. Hey, I don't well, know why. It's fine. Chris Charlton is a school teacher, so, you know, I think oh, that right. might be why. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I just does he, do you reckon he comes out to school in like it like in a, a suit or something like that, or is it more like wrestling shirts and stuff? <laughs> he predicts the whole like class basically before it happens, and then the you know the the you know the kids are just kind of throw their hands up and leave every day. Like, oh, it's kind of weird. Um, we are also back in this Dolphins arena. If you remember from yeah. earlier episodes, you will remember, I should say, um, that is like a minor league, like women's basketball team or something like that. Oh, okay. It's pretty fun. Well, by the way, do you reckon he teaches maths by like, showing everyone how to break down like a tournament, like a round robin tournament and shit? Definitely. That would be a way to explode my head because I, I, go, I watch these every night and I still can't fucking figure that shit out. <sighs> I hate maths. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, everyone, let's get started. We got Yoshinobi Kanemaru versus Kosai Fujita. Uh, Kanemaru already beat the shit out of the other young lion, so it's only fair that Kanemaru gets the whale on the other one as well. In fact, uh, I actually see Kanemaru having a sip of his whiskey. Hey, must be a sign of the state of emergency being lifted. Now Kanemaru can get pissed again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much does the same shit to Fujita that he did to uh, Yohai I- Iwa. Uh, except there's no figure four this time. The last match ended in figure four, and this this time Kanemaru's like, yeah, fuck that. Straight up brabbage time. And uh, that's how he wins. Yeah, it, he goes to four points in C block, uh, too, by the way. We haven't we haven't talked much about C block, but he now ties show, um, you know, uh, with four points. So <laughs> They're all going to tie. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. That, that, I think that beats Bushi. You know, so um, we'll see. But anyway, uh, Milano, <laughs> he will not drink with Kanemaru, by the way, which is pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. This is just a match. It's interesting to see Kanemaru, I guess, but I didn't really have much uh, interest in this. Um, new ref was out, though. He had this match, uh, and he has the next match, which is pretty interesting. So It's, it's cool. It's like I think the two young lions are so green that, like, I know young lions towards the end of their young lineage have a limited moveset, but holy shitballs, very limited moveset. This is pretty much them going like, all right, you're on screen just to get beat up. Just take moves. Just take them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's how you learn, I guess. But uh, there we go. <laughs> Special singles match, because it is mostly selling and taking shit, so do it. Take those moves, damn it. All right, so we got Yano, Toriano, the king of pro wrestling, versus Bushi. Bushi... Always wants his revenge on Toriano. Will he get it? Uh, well, one man's in the G1, and the other one is not. So that, what does that tell you? But uh, there's a funny moment where they're both wearing bags, and I think everyone watching is take, doing the collective, <laughs> just take the fucking bags off your head. But Kevin Kelly makes me laugh with an awesome call, and he's like, 
So, uh, I guess you're wondering why they don't just take the bags off their head. Well, they're fighting through it. It's fighting spirit. And I was like, all right, Kevin. All right. I'll play along from now on. That was, that was so fucking funny. I was like, all right, cool. Cause yeah, it, it does look so, it's kind of silly sometimes. You're just like, why, why is Babushi just walking around like a zombie? Just take that off, man. Your, your head's still there. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, like that Bushi <laughs> ties the under to the railing with a towel. <laughs> so, uh, New Japan loves their towels, so it's, it's nice to see a towel being used in a match. I'm surprised they're not used in a match by cheaters more often, actually. So, uh, yeah, that was really cool. Then uh, Yano uh, returns the favor by tying Bushi up to the railing by the back of his mask string, which <laughs> makes me laugh that he's done that before or something like that. Yes, and, yes. Uh, yeah, so Kevin um, breaks wrestling by saying that the last non-tournament singles match that Yano lost was four years ago. And then yeah. I'm just like, well, why isn't it getting title matches then? This guy's one of the most winningest motherfuckers ever. I don't give... All right, cool, he's got this trophy, but he should be like, I win a lot. Title match for me, please. Any titles. Like, but that that kind of win-loss record? Uh, heavyweight title shot, please. Uh, file that. Fuck it. Let's go for into. Oh, and it's gone. Uh, United States. Uh, never. Whatever, man. Like this guy deserves a title shot. So, thanks for pointing that out to me, Kevin. We, you and I both knew that you'd been winning a lot for a long time, but damn, four years, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't. What is the stat again? Because I still can't figure it out. So. Apart from matches in G1s and, say, other tournaments, in singles matches, he's been undefeated in four years. What about when Chase Owens beat him? That was for the trophy, dude. And it wasn't a singles match. Okay. Okay, He beat him in the Battle Royal. Okay, that's right. That's how he won that? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out during the show, and it was like 5.30 in the morning, and I'm like, but... He lost somebody. I know he has. I don't know. It's. I guess it's just one of those crazy stats. But you're right. He should get all the title shots always. And Yano's always a threat to win. Yep. And uh, Yano, uh, Yano goes to put a sack, or oh, the sack bag thing, over Bushi's head. But it goes over the ref's head. And, of course, that opens Bushi up for a low blow. You'd think he'd know by now. <laughs> low blow. Uh, the <laughs> ref takes his thing off. And uh, roll up and one, two, three. Yano denies Bushi his revenge. Fun stuff. This uh, this crowd was audibly laughing at lots of shit in this match, and it was real loud. And I was like, "Oh, are we getting are we getting uh, you know the the Osaka crowd?" Um, but we're not not yet. But uh, this weekend they're in Osaka. Are they? Yes. They uh, this. Uh, blindfold match kind of shows up in the middle of this match, you know, where they're all, they all three have the bags on their head, but the crowd starts leading them and like cheering and clapping to get them to kind of, Oh, Oh, like that kind of thing. It was great. <laughs> and, um, Cause that's how they work. Yano does a move in this match. That's not okay. You're not supposed to do this move. And it's a back chop. You're not supposed to back chop people. That's like, that's a dick move. Big time. Yeah. That's like, there's that's a guy like- that, sh- the hidden blade. What a jerk move. Well, that is a setup move that you know is coming. Back chop is like, there's no way to, you know, I mean, like you're just doing it. It's just being a dick. But yes, uh, there's a local <laughs> trainer guy here who 
what would every once in a while he'd be in a battle royal or something with all the students and he'd just run around back chopping everybody just having a blast just smiling like being a dick like damn you can't do that that's not okay anyway so yano does that um and um I just, uh, I really thought this was a lot of fun. It was fun to see Bushi, you know, try to get revenge again. He, he never will, you know, but, uh, he's <laughs> going to keep trying. So, and he's not, he's not really in C block. So this doesn't count towards that. No, it does not. But, uh, that was fun stuff. And then we start off with our first tournament match of the night. Like, I really like this one. And, uh, I had a feeling, cause I usually watch this one live because one of those ungodly early shows. So I was, I was just, as soon as I, Something happens in this match, and I'm just like, Mr. Guy's going to mark the fuck out when he sees this. And it's uh, Great Khan versus Kenta in their very first meeting, and it's established early on, before the match even starts, that the loser must do the most degrading bow there is. I can't remember the name of it, so (laughs) there is, to the winner. And I thought this match was fucking awesome. There's lots of that kind of map-based stuff as well. The strikes galore. I couldn't really take my eyes off this one, like, I like when uh, Kenta starts the friggin' slap fight, but he slaps him, like, on the side of the neck kind of area, shoulder, that kind of area, and it always sounds loud and awesome, and he gets part of the face as well sometimes. It's That's great. And then, you know, Greater Khan's just going to take that. He's going to fucking give some chops of shit of his own. So that was awesome. Uh, it's like I just wanted more of it. And then Kenta... Kenta, I guess, is uh, channeling his inner pillman because uh, he cheats with that chair again. Then a double stomp, but it's not just any double stomp. I saw this and I was like, oh, shit, the guy's <laughs> going to go nuts for this, and I'll let you talk about that. And then uh, there's some kind of baseball bat uh, spot, that, that, but no, yeah, Greta Khan takes it off Kenta, and the, the ref kind of is like, hey, what are you doing with that? Uh, nothing, because uh, then Kenta rolls him up. Grabs the tights like a douchebag and uh, pins the greater Khan. And then Kenta, like an asshole, puts a chair in the ring, sits on it, and he's like, all right, bow. You lost, bitch. Bow. And then uh, he he starts kind of, kind of bowing, but it looks like he's going to take a dump at the same time because he really doesn't want to do it. He's like, no, don't want to do this. But, uh, you know, Eliminator instead because uh, Kenta fucking deserved that. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Both people, Kenta and the Greater Khan, are on eight points. Nice. That's a respectable score either way, right? I mean, yeah. if they if they lose the rest of their matches, they both look good. Um, okay, so I got a lot to say about this. I fucking love this, obviously. Um, so much cool shit going on. You know, there's this, like, notion of a wager it match, you know, that's what they call it in Mexico, a wager match where, you know, hair versus mask or something like that. And this is a wager match where the, you know, the stakes are doing the deep bow and, and they kind of put an emphasis on it. It kind of means that you have to obey them. It's not the fact that you're bowing. It's the fact that you have to obey them. You know what I mean? That's kind of the problem with it. That's, that's why you don't want to do it. So um at the beginning, we had some like great Muda shit where like Kenta was running around the ring and he sees run away from <laughs> Okan and then he that's like right. goes on under the ring and then he comes back out and that's kind of how he, you know, starts getting the advantage on, uh, on Okan, which is awesome. Um, Khan shows us a lot more grappling in this, like he did in the Zack Sabre Jr. match, but here's the difference. Here's, I like this, not more, but equally. And here's why, because 
when Kenta and Okan are doing the grappling and stuff, it looks way more real. It looks like, cause it's not like so pretty and it's kind of like, looks like yeah. they're struggling with each other and stuff. It looks way more realistic and I like both. So this was just a new, yet another new kind of cool thing that Kent, or that, uh, Okan is, has in his, his toolbox there. So he's also a baby face in this match, which is awesome. And so he does his like sit in the corner spot and the crowd pops. So that's funny. You know, <laughs> crowd was loving Ocon. Um, the camera work in this match was fucking fantastic. There is like a two minute plus camera shot with no cuts where we see like the drama unfold is like Kenta tries to make the rope, like get to a rope break. It's just awesome. We can see it from the rope's point of view. So like we're, we're like he's reaching towards the camera. It's just fucking awesome. I love that. And then we get the most amazing spot, obviously the one that you set me up for. And I'm going to knock down. And that is that Kenta does a bunch of chair shots. He puts the chair on Ocon and then he does the unthinkable. This is worse than tearing Dar- Daryl to pieces. This is worse <laughs> than stealing the iron finger. He fucking climbs the top rope. Puts on Okan's little hat and does the double stop. <laughs> Tremendous. Tremendous. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Eddie's going to love that. <laughs> the, shit, the shit after the match was so funny, too, because Okan didn't do the shit because he's a bad guy. And then he's just like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. And then he fucked him up. And I was like, yeah. Kenta got his. Love that. That's like. Fantastic storytelling and wrestling. They told a contained story from beginning to end. Perfect. It's just weird. It just amazes me that, like, two of Greater Khan's best matches, and he's lost both of them. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's awesome. And I wish I could talk about that match for another five to ten minutes. because uh, <laughs> Now we're going to talk. This, look, this match isn't awful, but, you know, it's definitely not the best match on the card. It's probably better than the opener, but it's all right. We got uh, <sighs> Tongaloa versus Yujiro <laughs> huh? Takahashi. There's some silliness to start the match, you know, like, I'm in Bullet Club, I'm in Bullet Club too, that's too sweet, and all that kind of jazz. Man, look, it looked ugly, but I respect that he did it, because it kind of, even though it looked ugly, it looked kind of cool. Like, I just saw Tongaloa do a standing moonsault. What the fuck? I'm like, all right, respect, man, cool. And then uh, then he pulls out a money clip, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Look, this, right, contrast this match with Tongaloa to the next night with Tamatonga. What's Tamatonga doing the entire time? Moving. Yeah. Fuck. I don't think I even see Tamatonga do rest holds. Jesus. Fuck. Anyway. Fucking Yujiro apparently pulls out a move he hasn't done in like three years, uh, which is a tope suicida. So, you know, I think I think both men realize that, hey, people might want to shit on this match. So let's just go out there and make it as best as we can. So I can respect that. Both men get all their, their to do a lot of their big move shit, you know, like the Fishman Cluster, the uh, Olympic Slam, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, Tamatonga, uh, Tonga Loa, sorry, does uh, some of his power move, power bomb kind of stuff too. It's not, it's not a bad match. It's actually a little better than I thought it would be. Ain't shit. And Tonga Loa gets his first two points, even though he's on four, because, you know, Naito. So Tonga Loa on four, 
Yujiro Togashi on four. Wow. That's, that should be all the points those guys are getting, I think. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're done with that. Uh, Peter is a race car driver tonight, which yes. is like, like a motorcycle race driver, I guess I should say. Um, but she looks awesome. I, I like immediately started to search how to buy a motorcycle. What's a cool motorcycle? But uh, I don't know what happened after that. Would you make out. fun of my car, race car bed? <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents got, or my, my roommates bought me that. That's the grandma. <laughs> funny, funny movie. Um, so I did like the shenanigans at the beginning. Cause it was kind of funny. Cause like Tonga Loa is like, let's too sweet. And you like kicks him in the gut. And then Tonga Loa like kind of fires up on him and Yujiro's like, whoa, 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 too sweet. Remember? Remember we wanted to do that, right? And he's like trying to too sweet. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the standing moonsault looked pretty scary. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I've seen those messages. I respect up that he person. was able to do that move, but it, yeah. yeah. It's weird because Yujiro is mega baby face in this match. He like does that that yeah. dive and he's like, "Come on, yeah!" That Tungalola <laughs> standing moonsault almost yes. looked like that shooting star press Brock Lesnar tried to do that one time. Right, that's what I'm saying, dude. When that move gets messed up, it's scary for everyone. It's not cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing, like you know, Yujiro's on high effort. Appreciated, like he busted it out. And at the end of the match, they did respect or whatever. And then the old school Bullet Club uh, theme played, which was kind of a nice touch. I like that. I don't know how they made that happen. Probably the same way that evil turns the lights off. It's just Bullet Club magic. Um, but uh, maybe that's why it's called the magic killer, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, here's the, the the next match and uh, I think this match is amazing it's uh, actually my match of the night even though the main event is pretty fucking spectacular oh, as well are we doing matches of the night now is that what we're doing no but sometimes I'll just say like this is my favorite match of the night like that's it how, a one seven on your FM dial how many butt cheeks do you give your match of the night Luke it gets like five butt cheeks <laughs> <laughs> All right, but <laughs> this is this match is good and stuff. So yeah, um, this actually might be my favorite G one match so far. So there, there is that. This is, is uh, Zack Saber Junior versus Tomohiro Ishii. And oh my god, this, I love the story here. And the story is Ishii's dead arm. And usually, if your arm is dead, this is the one he's got bandaged up. Usually, if your arm is getting all fucked up, you try not to use it that much. Instead, he just fucking uses it like a like a weapon. Like he's just fucking <clears throat> he's moving his body so the arm comes out and hits Zack Saber Junior. He's using his dead arm to club Zack Saber Junior with it. It's like it's like if Ishii could possibly if Ishii could rip his own arm off. And club someone to death with it. He'd do it. <laughs> That's what this was. He was trying to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. And cause there's a different element to this match too, which is Zack Sabre Jr. is not a full blown heel. He's a bit more facey. So he might be a heel in this match, but he'll still do more facey stuff. Like a year ago, you wouldn't see Zack Sabre Jr. go, come on, come on, for chops. <laughs> right? But yeah. he's a bit more, when you're a bit more facey, you've got to show a bit more uh, of that kind of machismo, right? So he does that. Man, it is awesome. And the thing is, like, these two have 
completely different styles. Like, it's just amazing how well these two work together, considering they, they're just, they're on opposite sides of the wrestling spectrum. It's just crazy. So Zed is shaking really hang when it comes to the Ishii portions of the match, and then Ishii can hang with Zack Sabre Jr. when it comes to the Zack Sabre Jr. portions of the match. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I, I have no idea who's going to win at all, which is another element that makes me love this match. Uh, and so I've got, uh, I'm invested. The tension is there. I'm like, I don't even mind. I, like, I want, I don't mind because I don't know. I just like both guys. <laughs> Fucking brainbuster, and he does it. The streak is over. Ishii has now beaten the unbeatable Zack Saber Jr. So Ishii's now on six points, and Zack Saber Jr. on eight points. Oh man, this is yeah. This match was awesome. You're right. Uh, it's fantastic. And some things that I noticed about it that were interesting is that, like, at the beginning, they do this big, long, like, running the rope sequences, and they do submissions and pins while they run the ropes somehow. I don't know how they do that, but they do that. That's amazing. Um, they, when they do, okay, so you're talking about how um, Zach Sabre Jr. was asking for the chops. Well, so part of that is you're right, that he's trying to be babyface. The other thing, too, is he was baiting Ishii towards the ropes. Yes. Once he got him towards the ropes, then he put on that, like, reverse tarantula thingy. That was really cool because he kept selling towards the ropes, you know, and he's like, oh, no, and he would take, like, kind of exaggerated bumps off the chop, and I'm sure they hurt, but it was kind of like him being sneaky because – the cool thing about the Zack Sabre Jr. character is that when he's a bad guy, he's a fucking prick, and he does he just wants to break your arm and shit. When he's a good guy, he wants to outsmart you, you know, and he wants to – he doesn't want to use backhanded techniques. He wants to be better than and, like, be more skilled and smarter, and so that's what we're seeing here. It's awesome. Um, we – so Ishii was running the ropes, and Zack Sabre Jr. did that thing that he did last time uh, that we had an episode where he kind of jumps into the dude that's running at him and hits a guillotine on him and then, like, you know, hold, holds himself on the guy, you know, and then maybe goes to the octopus or something like that. Here, he does that to Ishii, but in one motion, Ishii gets caught in the guillotine, grabs uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and just chucks him and does a, like, reverse – like, it, like I don't know what you would call this, where he's in the guillotine, but he's the one doing the suplex. So the I'm I'm in a guillotine suplex. So he does that, which is a new move. I've never heard seen that before, and uh, that was just incredible. They do the like reversal section just exceptionally well. Every single move that there is, they do. And I like the point that you made about you know how Ishii can kind of do whatever in this situ in any situation for that matter. I think one of the novelties of him is he looks how he looks and he can do anything, you know, yeah. and it's just like how he looks like this little egg shaped dude that is just like a little mean little guy and he fucking can do anything. and It's incredible. So I love to see him do something different. And this wasn't the same old Ishii match that that I love but is a thing that will happen sometimes in the G1 where it's just kind of, okay, Ishii's doing the Ishii match. You know, so I, I really enjoyed this. This is fucking good shit. Yeah, it was a good match. They both were able to lead the match in their own kind of styles at certain portions. It was it was great stuff. I fucking, yeah. Um, I'll give that 10 galaxies. All right, so. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
Well, there's a lot of galaxies, so obviously I didn't rank it that high. Fuck. Um, a hundred galaxies? How many galaxies how, are there? How many, um, how many, uh, McLeod, uh, nin- uh, katana swords would you give it? Katana swords. <laughs> Just makes you think of samurai, uh, samurai cut. Well, it's Japanese what? for sword, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, uh, oh man. Yeah. Ah. Oh. That, let's, let, Zack Sabre Jr. would be a perfect, like, um, evil, immortal dude for Duncan to, 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 to uh, decapitate as well. So, uh, yes! Anyway. He'd call yeah. him a dickhead, and Duncan would be like, I'm sorry? What'd you say? What you don't do is you don't call me a dickhead. And then he'd fucking chop his head off, just like that. Like, yeah, he would. <laughs> and here we go, our main event. It's Shingo Takagi versus Kota Ibushi. This is the match that should have happened at Wrestle Grand Slam. But as soon as Ibushi was able to wrestle, he had a title match <gasps> against Hiroshi Tanahashi. What? <laughs> I mean, it was a good match, but what? Yeah, that that hurt my brain at the time. And yeah, they they kind of like this is the match that should happen at Wrestle Grand Slam. I'm like, yeah, and it should have happened a fucking month later too. Anyway, this match is awesome. Edge of my seat. Like, I know, see, I think he's how, I'm, I'm down on Ibushi, and you know that, but I'm not down on, on his wrestling, which is the total opposite of the guy from B-Block, I guess. So, I'm, I'm super into this, because I'm super into wanting Shingo to win. It's, it's hard hitting, it's, it's fucking awesome. I don't even know where to start for some of this stuff. But the, the ending is like super exciting, uh, Shingo's trying to get the, he's got the, he hit the Made in Japan, now he's trying to hit the, uh, Last of the Dragon, but it's not, like, uh, this awesome spot where Ibushi wants to get that Kamagoya in, but Shingo crosses his arms. But eventually, like, he needs, Ibushi needs to, to do to Shingo what he did to Toriyanu, which is, uh, pretty much like, uh, the uh, reverse Kamigoye, which, man, as a wrestler taking that move, how do you, like, I know you said don't do back chops because that's a right. total dick move. How do you prepare yourself for a move like the Hidden Blade and the reverse Kamigoye? Because uh, both those moves are fucking freaky dangerous looking. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously the person giving it has to be very careful, um, but they also have to bring it. And like, you know, like the Bombaye is the easiest one to explain because he's not kneeing them anywhere near the head. He's kneeing them yeah. in the chest, you know, and it's the same kind of thing for all of these moves. It's just when, you know, when you're hitting a dude in the back, there's really you just got to be like, hey, man, we're going to do this and hopefully it will go OK and we won't both die because there's no way other than hearing the guy's feet on the ring. That's the only way. Maybe you can stomp a little extra hard as you run, and the guy can kind of hear and feel that a little bit. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's n- there's not necessarily a magic trick to it as far as that guy's head is really snapping like that, you know, but that's kind of the way it works. It's it, scary. It, it's scary. Awesome. And, yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking amazing. And, yeah, so – Man, that, I see that move and I'm just like, oh, Shing, Shingo, Shingo's fucked right now. He gets a, he does get to have a, a major kick out towards the end. I, I guess uh, Shingo gets extra kick outs because he's a champ. So, uh, that, <laughs> I don't mind that at all. But then, uh, Kamagoye and, uh, Ibushi, uh, eight points, Shingo six. 
Um, it's not the finish that I wanted, but I love this match. I thought it was fucking awesome. What do you think of this one? Abushi's back, man. This is this is what. Yeah, you it's know, his best match is G1. Yeah, this is fucking. We haven't seen this Abushi since you know before he was you know with the COVID and shit. So, um, I'm glad that he's back, and it looks like that when he's in the main event of these G1 shows, he's gonna fucking tear it up. And so that's what they did. Um, oh, there's so many spots and stuff like that that we can talk about. But I mean, like, one of the things that's awesome about this is that, like, it's just a fucking ass whooping for, like, the big, like, chunk of the match. I mean, like, the first, like, five minutes are just a fucking ass whooping where, like, Shingo is just beating the shit out of Ibushi. <laughs> and it's awesome. Ibushi's selling like crazy. He starts a, 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 slap fight and that's when Ibushi starts to kind of fire up and then they settle into this like very long and amazing back and forth New Japan strong style main event rhythm you know it's just tremendous and it feels so nice and they did it so well um the uh made in Japan that you're talking about he did the like stalling version where he holds the dude up for a little while and then gives it to him and it reminds me of like you ever been on one of those like rides? It's not a roller coaster, but it's like something that drops you. You know, someone gets so, like, first, then does it. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's like that. That's cool. It's like, oh my god, he's gonna break his neck in a second. Oh, there it goes. You know, <laughs> so cool. I fucking love that. Um, I mean, there's so many amazing things. It, you know, one of the, another thing that's neat is that there's like really creative like comebacks for Abushi. So when he starts to come back, like for example, he like blocks this knee breaker that Shingo's trying to do and then turns that into a knee and that's part of his comeback. And then and then an Insiguri from his knees, Abushi did, which was something I don't know if I've ever seen before. That was pretty cool. Um I mean, it's fucking great. This is what you want to see. This is what you want from you know a a, a main event of a G one show and I was very, very happy. It's fucking rules. Yeah, I would say Ishii, Zack Sabre Jr. and Shingo versus Ibushi were both uh, pretty nervous fuck. So, uh, oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah, and man, look, uh, Tongaloa and and Yujiro, I reckon probably put on the best match that those two can put on against each other. But uh, you know, that's, that's fine. But Greater Khan versus Kenta was pretty pretty gnarly as well. So, fuck good yeah, night. That was a good night. Yeah, really good night for A Block. And all right, let's. Uh, Let's have a break. All right. G1 talk. And you're just like, but it's only J.I. talk. We got, a, we got a voice email, so that's it's fine. We're allowed. I'll that's lie. right. We're going to hear from Ian as we do uh, almost every time we have an episode where he will tell us all about um, the uh, New Japan Strong Show, which we refuse to watch. Now, we almost watched this because I'm an idiot, and I thought that um, the uh, – you know, uh, Ishii Ishi match was this week, uh, which it was not. And and like you said, what happened when you turned it on that made you turn it off immediately? Uh, <laughs> opening match, uh, Fred Yehai. And I've got nothing against Fred Yehai. He's fine. Versus J.R. Kratos. So I was like, nah, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Bye. you messaged me. It told me that it's not on there, and I was like, oh, my God, thank God you saved me from almost watching Strong. I almost watched it. But the awesome thing about Strong is even though it's taped, they could live stream it, right? So you can't skip ahead. You have to watch it with the stream. 
They don't do it like that. They just throw it on there. So when that Ishii Switchblade match happens, uh, do, 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 main event, play, done. <laughs> I feel you, dude. All right, well, let's hear from Ian and see what he has to say about all this stuff here. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong Review. This is the last stop on the Fighting Spirit Unleashed Tour for low values of the term tour. The last two shows were pretty good fun, albeit with some minor teething troubles, so let's see how we go tonight. I'm going to disappoint you guys ahead of time. The Jay White and Ishii match isn't tonight. It's on the next set of tapings. But I'm sure they have something fun instead. First up, we have Fred Yehai versus J.R. Kratos. And the sound you can hear in the background is my expectations falling. I've actually had less of a problem with Kratos lately. When he's in a multi-man with good support, he can get in, do some fun spots, and get out again. Sadly, this is a singles match. Fred Yehai tries. He's small, fast, and strong, and that's always a combination I enjoy. Unfortunately, Kratos doesn't have the skill necessary to carry his half of the match, so it's a noble failure. Following this, we have Royce Isaacs versus Chris Dickinson. If you can see a pattern start to form, you're right. Every match tonight is against a member of Team Filthy. Dickinson and Isaacs are physically pretty even, power bruisers with a good ground game and some martial arts skills. That can make for a good match. Unfortunately, it can also make for a dead crowd. Some nice strike exchanges warm things up, though, and the crowd really start to get into the submissions exchange on the mat that finishes the match off. Dickinson wins with a good-looking STF. I liked this match without feeling that it was all that substantial, but I did enjoy Dickinson's fired-up post-match promo where he declares war on Team Filthy. The main event is Tom Lawler versus Leo Rush, which would be a good, solid, semi-main event in any company in the world. Okay, that's a bit unfair. It's a pretty good match. Lawler plays games with Rush. Rush uses his exceptional speed and agility to take the initiative and uses some of Lawler's submission holds against him, including a really nice-looking backpack rear-naked choke. The first five minutes or so of this match is almost pure shine for Rush, which is good because after this, Lawler really turns up the aggression. You can tell that the match is frustrating the crowd somewhat, though. They want something high-flying and athletic, but the story being told here is map-based and serious. That said, it is a really good match. They even work in some fun out-of-the-ring storytelling, with Kratos interfering and getting ejected from ringside. And when Kratos is an enforcer, I don't mind him at all. Ultimately, Lawler wins, which doesn't come as much of a surprise. Post-match, he says he's beaten everyone now and wonders who his next challenger will be. Someone in the crowd yells, By God, it's Kane! However, the answer is actually a lot more fun, as Ren Narita comes out, looking for a fight and looking a hell of a lot like Shibata. Lawler tries to big-time him and leave the ring, and Narita kicks him in the collarbone and stands tall, which was a good ending to the show. The show was good rather than great, and one of the ways it was good rather than great reveals a structural problem with Strong. Throughout this episode, it felt like something was missing. And something was missing. New Japan guys. In previous episodes of this tour, we've had Ishii, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hikaleo, and Jay White. This week, we had guys from the Black Box shows, and that dulled a little bit of the shine. If Strong wants to stand alone as a show, it needs its guys to feel like they're on the same level as the main roster. And right now, they 
done yet. I'll keep Noah OpenPod very brief this week. The semi-finals and final of the N1 were awesome. I'll risk the wrath of the New Japan gods by saying that Keno versus Kiyomiya in the semi-finals was better than either Shingo versus Ibushi or ZSJ versus Ishii in the G1, and I loved those matches too. In fact, overall in the last month, my heart has belonged a little more to Noah than to New Japan. The G1's not been bad, but it hasn't felt as special as it does some years. Thanks, guys, and until next time, keep it strong. Yeah, I think he makes some good points there about there being no New Japan guys there. And I think that, like, strong struggles from what I hear from him. It struggles from something, you know, like identity. It doesn't have an identity of its own. It's trying to, but then it gets interrupted by New Japan guys. And then it's, but then you need the New Japan guys to make it feel anchored to the actual company it's supposed to represent. And, they got a big problem. It's a catch uh, 47, I think. Yeah. I, look, I said this uh, during our resurgence review. Like, uh, when when all of your matches with all of your strong guys have been in front of no crowds, you put them in front of a crowd, and the crowd, like, doesn't care or really know them. So, like, you know, AEW, before they had to do those kinds of no fan shows, you kind of knew who was over and who wasn't, who was who to push, who not to push, all that kind of all that kind of shit because they did have some televised shows in front of crowds and shit like that. This strong never had that, and so mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to gauge any of this stuff. And then you know, the resurgence happens and no one's kind of over, and they're all in kind of tag matches. They should see this was a that was a chance. To be like, all right, we need the strong open weight title to look massive. All right, well, you got you got a title shot, but no, it was just in a, a standard New Japan tag match, multi man tag match. It was, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, Man. if anybody knows how to get, you know, that I can get a hold of those N one matches, please send them my way because I I don't I haven't seen them on YouTube yet, and usually that shits up pretty quick. So I, I want to see these uh, finals matches, and I'm so happy that Nakajima won. That dude is fucking awesome. He's one of my favorites. Out of curiosity, how depleted is Noah's roster compared to New Japan's? Like, uh, I'm not calling him out or anything like that, but when I see posters and things like that for Noah, uh, I notice that they have zero Gaijins. That's true. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, it's just something I noticed. It's just like my wife sitting in to watch Japanese wrestling, and she's like, where's the women? And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm like, yeah. You know, uh, that, that's that, that, that's just the thing. So are, it's, it'd be a lot easier to put on a better tournament if your uh, roster isn't depleted. I'm not making an excuse for New Japan, but, uh, you know, that it is what it is. Yeah. Well, the, so, N, uh, the N1 tournament's much smaller um, I don't know how many dudes it is, but it's not very many. So it's a round robin of like eight dudes or something like that. So it's uh, uh it's not a big tournament. And their roster, I don't know, but it seems to me that their roster is pretty small. You know, that New Japan's roster is like three times the size of Noah, from what I can tell. Now I could be wrong. I don't know that much about them, but maybe Ian can answer that for us. But uh, um, we're very we're we're Noah curious for sure. We want to know <laughs> as much as we can about that place because uh. 
I've, I really like stuff that I see there. And when, when I don't like what I see, I still appreciate it because it seems to me that they're always trying to do something artistic with their matches and stuff. And so I like that. That makes me happy. Yeah. If I had time for a second promotion, I, that, that, if in Japan, that, that was a, a dude one, uh, it would definitely be, be Noah. So yeah. All right. Uh, they talk about striking while the iron is cold as shit because they have not capitalized on resurgence at all. Like, what the fuck? That's some Ring of Honor level bullshit. Like, get out of here. But, uh, that's, look, it is what it is. We're, if you're ready, we're up to the G131 night, uh, five, baby, what, night 10. Oh yeah, because five plus one is 10. Yeah. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm smart. <laughs> and, we start, this is, we're at Corican, and we start with a match that makes my jokes look stupid and dumb and makes me feel like an idiot face, because I'm like, it's Texas versus America, and, oh, fuck. And then, it's, this is Chase Owens, everyone, versus Hiroshi Tanashi, and then I see, like, Chase doing a fucking guitar spot, and then pretending he needs to tune this air guitar, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you need to tune your air guitar, and this is a tune-up match for Tanahashi. So I make both these jokes because, like, it's Tanahashi versus Chase Owens. And you're just like, well, Tanahashi is going to, to, oh, shit. Yeah. So, look, it's not a bad match, and it's probably the best I've ever seen uh, the Bullet Club dude. Uh, it's it's enjoyable match. Uh, there's even, it's a shocking ending. There's, like, I don't know if you saw the Twitter exchanges as well. Um, the Bullet Club guys going, oi, uh, Jay. Can you hook me up with pointers how to beat Tanashi? Right, yes. And Jay's like, yeah, I'll hook you up. Then they had an exchange after the match. Uh, and uh, Chase is like, yeah, thanks, dude. And Jay's like, no worries, buddy. So uh, that was funny. Look, it, it, it's fine. It's 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 good. But, oh, man, I just did not expect it. Like, massive V-trigger against the ropes onto Tanahashi and then pulls him in for a package pile driver and... Corican just like doesn't give a shit about the, the the no no loud noise order. They're like, what the fuck? But um, mm-hmm. for a Japanese crowd, what the fuck is? Oh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, by the way, is Chase's first win of the G1 31. His first ever G1 victory. And it's against the United States champion, Harish Tanahashi, so I expect that this match is going to happen again. Yikes. Um, match is good. It's fine, you know. I, I mean, Texas guy is a competent wrestler, um, so he wrestles competently. And, um, you know, Tanahashi's the ace of the motherfucking universe. So it sucks that he loses to, to uh, Chase, but it is what it is. I, I just want to know about a couple things. What's going on with this teabag move? So we've all seen it in wrestling. You know, a lot of times it's to an opponent who's kind of like on his hands and knees and a guy will just like do a jumping tea bag. And then the guy like bumps, you know, and he's like, Oh no, your balls have touched my back and it has injured me. What's going on there? Because like we had the uh, Texas guy tea bag Tanahashi's knee. Is it like hurt worse? Is it like disrespecting the knee? I mean, like, you know, okay. So your knees are balls. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Huevos, they are huevos, in fact. Um, Kevin Kelly says in this during this match that there are under 100 cases of COVID in Tokyo. 
uh, new cases. And that is fucking amazing. I don't know yeah. what time period that was, but I think it was a day or a week or something. Um, meanwhile, in Ohio, in the United States, eight, we had 6,000 new cases in one day. So good times. Um, that's a thing that's going on. So I'm really proud of Japan because they're doing a great job and, and they've had some issues and stuff like that, but they've kept it under control. And so have you guys, because it is out of control here and everybody acts like it isn't even a thing. Um, I like this match, but I wanted to talk about COVID. So I didn't like it that much, I guess. It feels, yeah, it feels like there are more. <laughs> well, the, the ending is heartbreaking. I mean, it, it, it's a good match, but everyone sees the ending and the, everyone's first response is, wait, what? What the fuck? And it just feels like there's more um, vaccination crackpots in your country uh, than uh, a lot of other places. There's a lot of them here, too. Yeah, you got them, too. And Canada has them, too. Yeah, and if you're one of those people, yeah, I just called you a fucking crackpot. So yeah, this is my podcast, or our podcast, and we can say whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) So there it is. All right. Now, uh, we go to a match that, uh, I don't know, people were a bit mixed on this on the Tweety, but uh, I'm going to speak for both of us here and say we really enjoyed it. It's uh, Tamatonga oh. versus Evil. And uh, is those, uh, I see what you mean about them shoulder pads, man, the fucking handlebar shoulder pads and shit. <laughs> They're awesome, right? Oh, man. I want to I wanna see, like, Someone go grab one of those hobo bars and like, wee, I'm I'm riding evil. Uh, but uh, man, I really enjoyed this match. Tamar's not falling for any of the, like evils kind of. Let's too sweet bullshit. Let's shake hands at the start. Tamar's just like, you think I'm fucking stupid? Uh, and here's that contrast I, I was talking about because damn, Tamatonga is fast, always moving, always doing mat moves or taking moves, you know, selling. And everything like this guy's got a, a bit of an it factor here, and I don't know. I, 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 he showed up for the G1, and he score does not reflect that. But fuck, I've really enjoyed all of his matches in the G1, and this is no exception. Does that awesome uh, Death Valley driver thing again? I really like that splash that he does. Uh, if you can tell me the name of that, that would be awesome. Uh, no, you don't know either, but it was an awesome splash. Uh, it's it's the, the splash that. Um What's his name does? That was like uh, Rey Mysterio used to do that splash. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that is that splash. It's just a fucking splash where you kind of put your arms back and me. I don't know. It's probably calling it called something in Spanish. So it's, it's, like it's when called you, Los, Los Huevos Splash. It's like that. It's like when you when someone's parachuting in a movie and they want to make themselves go faster, so they just yeah. like, put the arms and legs back. That's how it looks. Well, uh, I mean, in, in Point Break, you actually, like, point your body towards, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. Or is that just my <laughs> dreams? That could just be my <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was definitely a very handsome man. All right, so I'm having a really good fun time with this because not only are we, are we getting – the cheaty spots we usually get, but we're getting some of the, this old evil we're getting too. Because uh, hey, someone's canceling out uh, Dick Togo, and that's uh, and that's Jado. So uh, yeah. evil's got to actually do some work. Uh, mind you, the stuff he does do is work. It's kind of hard to be such a hated cheating douchebag because everyone doesn't like your ass. But 
Hey, even the commentators are pouring it on pretty thick. So this is how they want you to react to evil, and it's working. So I fucking love it. Anyway, the lights go out. Before the lights go out, like, evil evil even pulls out some spots. I don't think I've seen too often for a while, and it's the uh, ref spot. He throws the leg to the ref. Ref goes, oh, shit, and catches it. Then there's a kick to the belly. And then the the ref-assisted magic killer. I don't think I've seen those for a while. But he used to do them all, all the time. It's really cool back and forth stuff with a mix of cheating and shit. But uh, then the lights go out, and then the lights come back on, and uh, <laughs> Dick Togo's garroting uh, Tamatonga, and then Jado comes up, hits him with the stick. But it doesn't matter. Low blow, everything is evil, and evil. It gets the two points. By the way, at some point before all that happens, uh, evil's down. And Tamatonga is uh, doing his best. Uh, I hear voices in my head, rev for the crowd up kind of uh, stuff. Because he does the garden stun, which is, I guess, um, diamond cutterish. Fuck yeah, okay. I like the diamond cutter. And, and, uh, and you know, hitting a mat like, you know, like Orton does. So, uh, okay, that was, that was pretty funny. You know, all the lights out, shenanigans, uh, evil wins. And then everyone's just like, well, who the fuck turned the lights off? And then show comes out. It's like, Hey, I got your back, Evil. And I was like, that was awesome. So uh, Evil's just like, wow, I don't just have Dick Togo. Yujiro's in the A block, so he can't help me. So show, hey, turn the lights off. If some things go bad, turn the lights off. So uh, I thought that was really, really clever. We got Evil on eight points and uh, Tamatonga, sadly, on two. (laughs) Yeah, that's not matching his performance because he crushes it in this match. And... He's babyface, and so is Jado. And the, and Jado is like amazing in this match because he's defending Tomatonga, you know, from Dick Togo on the outside, like you said. And it's just great because he's getting cheered. <laughs> it's really funny. So, um, you know, we got all this like babyface shit from Tomatonga. Like he hits three standing drop kicks in a row. Just you know, yeah. hey, I'm gonna do my flashy shit. It's a really good match. He's doing the babyface fire. But my favorite part. Is as you mentioned before, you know, Dick Togo, uh, the lights go out. Dick Togo is uh, giving the garrot to Tom Tonga, and here comes Jado and blasts uh, Dick Togo with the uh, the kendo stick. And Jado tweeted about this because that was a massive crowd reaction. The crowd was like, "Yeah, we love you, Jado." <laughs> <laughs> and Jado tweeted about this. So this is your Jado tweet of the week, um, and it's it reads. No way the day of applause will come with a bamboo sword attack. It so, did. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. Real bamboo yeah, sword. So yeah. he was, and, and then, you know, the punchline is that he was, in fact, fighting with a fake sword. So, um, you know, that's, but real sword wouldn't get you a pop because you'd be cutting people up. You know, that doesn't go over so well. You know how many times that, that fucking song pops into my head during the end of an episode of Highlander and they pull their swords out and I'm like, fighting with the real sword. Yeah. Uh, Luke, do you know how many times that song just pops into my head while I'm living my life? All the time. Real muscle life. Danger zones. Oh, my God. That song is amazing and I love it. But, yeah. Uh, I know. I, just, I love I love the the lyric, I know, fighting yeah. with the real sword. Because, I mean, it's like yeah. I, you're acknowledging it. And then, you know, I, it's just really funny. So, yeah, that that match gets a mixed response from uh, from the Tweety that uh, I thought was awesome. And it's a nice little warm-up. 
Some people reject anything evil, and I get it. But everything is evil, so you have to reject yeah. everything. So rejection is evil. So fuck you guys. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Just do it like Troll Two. Uh, oh my god! You never say Troll Two, man. That's amazing. Yeah. But uh, here's the here's the match that I enjoy more than the other matches tonight. It's the twelve star Galaxy. Uh, universe match, uh, even though the person I wanted to win does not win. <laughs> it's Jeff Cobb, the mighty Matanza Cueto himself, versus Tai Chi. And uh, I, I say, like, like, the whole story of this match is, like, Tai Chi's getting his back beaten the shit up, like, like as as you told me, like some other wrestler. So I won't steal that joke from you, but Tai Chi's getting his, his back all fucked up. And then I'm like, maybe he needs to do that pinning thing that he does to win, where he tucks the head in. Kevin says that a couple oh, minutes yeah. later. Yeah. But uh, Cobb kicks out of that. But before that, wait, dude, this match is also never as fuck. And I miss these style matches. Dear whoever is doing green cards, or whoever they explain it. They explain that Jay's not there, by the way, due to green card reasons. I don't what? know if that's real. I can't. Yeah. I know. I don't. Kevin it. says it on the show, man. I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but mm-hmm. it sounds kind of like like get your shit in order. Like it's been ages. It's been months now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, if Zack Saber Junior can be like uh, working there f- during COVID mm-hmm. for like two years now, surely they can sort the uh, Switchblade JY. Oh, shit out. I know what it is. I know what it is. Is that. Um, they saw Switchblade's like little knife necklace, but he didn't have a real sword, so they won't no. fight. Fighting with a real knife, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, this match is awesome. There's fucking corner slams, gnarly suplexes, hell, even just clubbing blows to the back. And I was like, man, <laughs> tons is gonna kill this motherfucker seriously. Uh, tai Chi goes for those kicks. That's those are his bread and butter. So many really cool inziguris, uh, to the point where he overuses them, uh, which is part of the story because he uses them one too many times. And, and Matanza's just like, nah, 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 duck. I've had enough of that shit. Su- German suplex. Oh shit. And then he finally gets the, uh, tour of the islands onto a stumbling Tai Chi. Uh, Jeff Cobb, uh, perfect score. First man in both either block to reach 10 points. Tai Chi at four. Uh, I thought this was awesome. Maybe, hell, even Tai Chi almost gets the Black Mephisto on as well. So, yeah. This, yeah, man, I loved it. Yeah, this is fucking fantastic. This is what I want to see. I could, if I could just watch these two wrestle all the time now, I'm cool with that. Although, yep. I got to say, I pretty much loved every Tai Chi match. And I'm telling you, he is legit. And you know it. I'm preaching the choir, but Tai Chi is yeah. a man. Love him. Um, you know, we have a couple things happen in this match. For example, um, Jeff Cobb does uh, something very disrespectful. He surfs on Tai Chi and takes the microphone and microphone stand and pretends to sing. That's not okay. I was very upset. So is Miho Abe. Um, and Miho Abe has not replaced her hairpiece, by the way. She's left it go because she had to burn the other one, as we said, because Dick Togo uh, breathed on it. So um, that's what happens. Tai Chi is... Uh, 
Shawn Michaels in this match, just bumping all over the yeah. place like a maniac. And he's usually not a small guy. So he gets to kind of go back to his junior roots with bumping and, and like kind of fly all over the place. And it's really fun. Um, Miho is very emotional, but she is like changing a little. I don't know if you've noticed this, like when she comes out, like she now has much more of a baby face kind of deal with it. Whereas before she always had that kind of like, you know, spellbound look about her, you know, she never seemed to like be in the moment except when they'd say her name and she'd do her little hand motion and, you know, and look cute. Um, now she seems to like when she comes out, she kind of flows in and out of that. Like she's like, yes, I'm baby face Miho. Oh, wait, I got to do my little praying thing. You know, I don't know. It's different. I like it. It's character development. So that's going she's on. a very oh. aloof. She's very she's a she's probably the most aloof valet I can think of, but it works. Yeah, totally. Because she's you know, she's not there to bump and that's OK. You know, you don't have to bump. So um <laughs> this match is just fucking fantastic. They do the spot that we wanted in every single Tai Chi match. Tour of the eye. Nope. Sneaky choke. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Cobb's got him up about to do the tour of the island. Nope. Uh, you know, here comes <laughs> Tai Chi's hand out of nowhere to choke Jeff Cobb. Fucking awesome. I love that. I, this match is so good, man. But I mean, I hate to see Tai Chi lose, but. You know, in a, in a loss like this, it's awesome. Another thing that happens at the very end of the match is that two guys that are not, you know, didn't come up as New Japan guys, again, just crush the style so well. They do the New Japan match ending with all the fucking reversals and shit just perfectly. It's just fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. I'm just trying to look up something because it's got in relation to the next match we're about to talk about featuring uh i don't think you mind me stalling for this one time because uh you you already know what the uh next match is and you're just like fucking i could already hear in your brain the fucking the omen theme tune playing the idea of like you having to watch a match such as this uh <laughs> Especially like when it sh- maybe should have been before the match we just watched. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, I posed the question on on the Tweety, and uh, I got two answers. Uh, the second one ended up being correct. So sorry, Mister Ian, but uh, I asked when was the last time Yoshihashi won two matches in a row, and uh, Ian said like five years ago. And I mean singles matches, no, no <laughs> singles singles matches. Uh, he said five years ago, and I was like, that sounds kind of right. And then uh, Rai pointed out that uh, last year, the 2020 New Japan Cup, uh, where he beat uh, Hiroshi Tenzin. And I remember us kind of liking that match because Tenzin bumped like a month and, and then Yo, right? Didn't uh, Bushi. Bushi, okay, okay. Yeah, Bushi beat Yo. So Right, that's when Yo got hurt, right? Okay. Yeah, and I know technically that is Yoshihashi beat winning two matches in a row, but one was against the dad and the other one's against like a junior, so like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah, take that I, shit down the road. Yeah. When was the last time he because uh, I don't think he's ever won two G1 matches in a row, unless it was the 2016 one before, the one where he beat Kenny, like that one. Oh, oh I'm going to recommend that match one that. day. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> no, that's when I started hating Yoshihashi was that whole thing. Even before that, I didn't like him, but, I mean, after that. And it's funny because Kenny Omega did everything he could to make that a good feud, 
But that was bullshit. That was the feud? Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, it was a New Japan feud. I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't, like, you know, do skits backstage or anything. So sounds about as good as last year's hot feud of Kazuchika Okada versus (sighs) Ichiro Taka. But anyway, here it is. We're stalling. uh, And it's all big wrestling-related stalling, too. But, yeah, I don't know. It's Yoshihashi versus Goto. I like this match, it's fine, but yeah, there's like no way Yoshi was winning two in a row, and I looked at the two wrestlers in this, and I'm like, there's no way I even need to do a lot of notes for this, because Mr. Guy is not going to want to talk about it for too long, so I didn't, uh, Yoshihashi wins, uh, sorry, does not win, he loses uh, to a GTR to the back, like the middle of the back, like, isn't that supposed to be yes. the, the head or something? Worst anyway. GTR of all time, it looks yeah. so bad. So Goto... Uh, on the hot score of two, uh, <laughs> and uh, Yoshihashi also on the hot score of two. Uh, this should not, ha- it's not a bad match, I hate it, but this match should not have followed Matanza versus Taichi. No way. Yeah, the crowd really liked it, though. I mean, and it was, you know, I, I think that you should put some respect on these guys' name. When you say it, I mean, these are record-breaking champions, okay? Um, so, <laughs> like, good that's points. you know, and they're facing each other. So this is like, you know, this is like mega powers explode. And <laughs> it's Yoshihashi versus Goto, brother, brother, brother. It's a decent match. Goto is kind of, you know, the one that carries it for the most part. But, like, Yoshihashi, I mean, come on, man. Come on. I just – he uses Goto's moves, but Goto's like the heel – you know, and then he wins with, like I said, the worst GTR of all time. And then Yoshihashi won't shake hands after the match because he's mad. He's a little mad because he lost. Poor guy. <laughs> Dude, you can't be a face against Yoshihashi. He's the too bit bad of an underdog. Uh, and I, I said, I wrote to you when this match was going on because Yoshi's doing a lot of Goto moves. And I'm like, imagine being trolled by the biggest loser in New Japan. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, maybe that's why Goto is the way he is, you know? Could be the way. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, my God. We spoke about this match a little more than I actually thought, actually, but uh, it was just us ragging on both men involved, which is, uh, are you okay with me? And I like Yoshihashi, <laughs> but I'm not insane. He's fun to rip into. All right. Uh, we have our main event, uh, and, you know, People on the Tweety maybe think I'm kind of crazy and saying, and that's fine. I didn't really tweet much about this match because, uh, you know, it's Kazushiko uh, Okada versus Sonata, and I'm just like, I want, I guess, Sonata to win, maybe, I guess, just to slow down Okada and uh, give uh, Matanza Cobb a fucking uh, a lead, which would be amazing, super awesome. I don't know why I keep calling him Matanza this episode, but... Why not? Uh, yeah, he was awesome, and Jeff Cobb's awesome, and they're one and the same. But yeah, um, this match is, what, 29 minutes, 15 seconds? Like, it's very hard for either man to beat the other guy in under half an hour. And it's exactly kind of what you expect. So for anyone expecting a good match, and you like both these guys, you get a good match. Uh, for anyone who finds uh, either one of these two, uh, depending on who they wrestle, a uh, little dry... That's my diplomatic way of saying boring as fuck, but uh, maybe not that, that bad. I mean, you know, it, this is a lot better than Yujiro versus Tonga Loa. I guarantee you that. That 
So I'm not insane, everybody. Just just chillax. Uh, but, you know, yeah. What do you think of this, Andy? Like, Akata wins, of course. Lols. Akata uh, 10, Sonata 4. I liked it. It's it's very good. It's a very good main event. I don't know. Um, people were, like, acting like it was the best match that's ever happened in the existence of human beings, um, which I was not understanding. But um, I thought it was really good. You know what I mean? Like, really, really good. And even maybe a great match. And, and they got, like you know, in the high fifth gear. We're almost getting to sixth gear here in this match. I These guys have awesome chemistry. I have a problem a little bit, too, I think, with Sonata as far as his lack of emotion. And Okada has been kind of that – he does that, too. So, like you said, this match is very dry. That's a good way to put it. It's fucking great, though. I mean, it's, it's a killer match. If you want to see what a – you know, Okada main event is, that's what this is, you know. But the cool thing is, is Sonata <clears throat> is pushing against that a little bit. So he speeds it up at times, but mostly this is like your Okada match. Um, it's the big comebacks are really cool. It's just, man, you know, mm-hmm. when he hit, when he reverses and it's late in the match and, you know, they're starting to get towards the time limit or something like that, and uh, he hits that tombstone, Okada does, I just, I don't like it. I don't like wrestling anymore after that. Yeah, so. that's, that's my reaction every time I see that. Every time I see that move, I'm like, okay, it's time to wrap it up. Akata's winning here. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Yep. Fine. I just, it, it just kills my, you know, ability to believe that the guy's going to win. And that's part of the fun of watching someone do comebacks, you know. But, I, I mean, this match is awesome. I, I think if I watched this kind of in a different setting where it wasn't after – you know, some of my favorite guys that just crushed it, you know, uh, with the Jeff Cobb and Taichi and even Goto and Yoshihashi was really fun to watch just to see mm. what kind of goofy shit they were going to do and how bad Tanahashi, uh, uh, Yoshihashi is. So, you know, after all that and then the night before it being so good, this main event didn't move the needle as much for me. However, if I saw it just kind of out of context, I'd be like, this is fucking great shit. What else do you want yeah. from a match? You know, so. Yep. Now, do you think our problems with the Tombstone are because you and I have been wrestling fans for a while and we are trained to think of the Tombstone as a finishing move because the Undertaker, that's how he, that's how he wins matches, right? So we see um, like someone else do a Tombstone and we're just like, oh fuck, that's, that's it. It's game over. Oh, there's, there's another 20 minutes. Like what? Oh, you know, I exaggerate the length there, but the, oh, there's another five minutes of this? Like, how he just got tomb tombstone like that's over like yeah so maybe it's our our kind of like we've been trained to think that's the finisher i can tell you why i don't like it um Uh it it is because of training it's from watching years of wwe and when fucking john cena hits that stupid five knuckle shuffle it's over you know what i mean it's like oh here we go you know or he hits that side slam and then it's all and it's like oh my god here we go he's winning another match you know now i love okada don't get me wrong i don't get mad when he loses typically um i just the match i cheat when he loses Yes, I know you do, buddy. Uh, I know you're obsessed with Okada. And um, I just uh, I just find it less entertaining once I know he started his comeback because it's just something you've seen so 
many mm-hmm. times, and that's that's kind of the the problem I have with it. But this is an awesome match. I definitely would uh, recommend folks watch it if they want to see good wrestling. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm glad that uh, it's not just me talking because uh, it'd be a pretty shit podcast. It'd just be me swearing into a microphone by myself. But uh, you know, if I'm not into something and uh, it deserves a bit of props, you'll just jump right in and be like, "Yeah, you're a dickhead, Luke. Uh, this match was awesome." But so I, mean, uh, I, I right. have no, I have been known to uh, take the opposite side sometimes for no reason other than to have a discussion. So yes, uh, I will do that at times. Although I truly believe this was a good match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't look at it and say this is awful. Like, I guess it's kind of, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a dumbass. Uh, it's just that, um, I'm not a huge, <laughs> shut up. I'm just, I guess if, if I'm not a huge fan of, of the wrestlers involved, already my investment level is, uh, lower than maybe, uh, it, sh- it should be. So, yeah. yeah. It, it, All that's right, it, man. But, so, we got like a little break, couple days, so we wanted to get this episode in. And yeah. where our episodes will come out will be dictated by New Japan and when those breaks are. So we're we're now we're officially halfway through the the G1. I'm even happier than I was the first time we checked in. You know, with how things went. Yep. Um. Yeah, you asked me if it was exceeding my expectations. I was like, yeah, it's kind of meeting them, but we've had a, we've had a string of really good shows. So uh, yeah. No, uh, I'm definitely liking it more. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to let one dude's dominance uh, shit on it. <laughs> Unless he wins, then I'm going to rag on that motherfucker. Wrestling oh, down. It'll be, it'll be last year all over again. <laughs> I'm, listening, I'm listening to a bit of last week's episode where I'm just like, I give you this elaborate story about what should happen, and you're just like, one word. That's it, just one word. And I'm just like, fuck, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> But yes, we have shot our bolt. We uh, are done. No recommends until after the G1 has finished. So yeah, uh, um, oh, we'll see him in some upcoming shows, I do believe. So uh, in the bread man, we trust. Yano did a back chop. 